Viewer discretion advised. Refrain from watching if you're short-tempered or get offended or annoyed easily, or if you're under the age of 18. Also, don't watch if you're touchy on the following subjects, such as mental health, suicide, firearms, veterans, dark humor, swearing, violence, war, small parts of political and world events. The host, co-hosts, and guests are not professionals, so anything mental or physical health-related topics mentioned on Asylum Arms, take with a grain of salt and contact your doctor or therapist for advice or questions on those subjects. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Asylum Arms. This is episode 15. Um, but before we start it off, um, a word from our sponsors at Audible. You can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The app is completely free and can be installed on all smartphone, tablets, and devices. And you can also um, listen, to switch between devices without losing your spot at all. And if you decide to change your mind on your subscription, you can you, your credits will last up to one year that you can use to um, purchase any series or book, even if you don't have a subscription. And now, our, for our guest today, we have that guy, RJ. How was your day today? How's everybody? I'm um, good, bud. How are you? Uh, all right. And obviously, we have the well, co-host here as Pool. Yeah, that old guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. K is older than you. No, he's not. Is he not? He just, no, he just I'm the old, old guy. He just looks older than you? Yes, I'm the 46-year-old freaking grandpa that needs like a... a wheelchair fucking gaming chair it makes you feel better and you're not the oldest guest true we've had cynic <laughs> true that's true <laughs> so i'm you... right by i'm right behind you brother I'm... <laughs> i hear you man so, so what you... what let me let me ask you this right off the bat what would you like to be addressed rj is fine rj okay yeah appreciate Perfect. it so RJ, um, for those that, that don't know you, haven't seen your streams, or or you know may not be a member of Regiment or something like that, do you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself, your time in service, and who you are? All right, uh, my name's RJ. I uh, served in the Army for 22 years. I just recently retired. Um, I. I just picked up gaming. I'm not a real big video gamer. I didn't grow up playing video games or anything. So um, I was just randomly going through as far as like regiment goes and they actually invited me and I filled out the application and they accepted me as far as like streaming goes. I'm just a part-time streamer. I do a lot of uh, slot community like bonus hunts and uh play poker sometime i actually started out my stream playing poker and then i kind of figured that i was making more money for myself and for the community that i have doing like bonus hunts on online uh casinos and i just went with it there got a little small community that i'm happy with i don't need thousands of viewers i think i got like 400 followers and right. another like maybe 10 or 15 in my discord and i'm cool with it man it's you know it's uh it's very important that those people who are there with you in the beginning you know they stick with you because what i've noticed a lot is like as soon as people get to the top they forget who was there with you in the beginning so um that's important but yeah did 22 years of service i'm open to any questions about like duty stations deployments i'm not really here to i'm here to share share my story not get offended by any comments or 
questions, so feel free to ask. I'm I'm a pretty uh laid back uh type of person as long as it's not affecting, you know, my life's my life, my personal health or my family or my money. I'm pretty much chill, man. I hear you, man. Yeah. I hear you. Uh now where can they find you if they want to watch catch you streaming or something like that? Uh just on I'm just on Twitch, on twitch.tv okay. that guy RJ and same thing on Twitter is that guy RJ. I was fortunate that that nobody had that guy RJ because right. usually got to put like seven numbers after the shit or something, but it was yep. just uh, it was open, so I was like, all right, Twitter that guy RJ, Twitch that guy RJ. Yeah, look at that. So. Look at that number, number six, because you know Rex the Killers take it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the sixth. You're the sixth one. Sixth got version you. of the great. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am the sixth generation of Rex the Killers. Apparently, crazy. <laughs> If there's <laughs> others, who knows? <laughs> well, apparently there are. Yeah, fair. That's very fair. Um, RJ, so do you have any favorite Banksy training stories? Um, no, not really. Um, it was, it was kind of. I think the worst memory that I have of basic training is the fucking the last road march that we did I was in Fort Knox and they got two hills called misery and agony in Fort Knox Kentucky and that shit that's probably everything else was pretty much chill like we didn't have I was in Fort Knox it was all males right and every there was no like bullying or like you know so you hear the stories about like bullying and squads we had a i remember this squad leader he was an older guy maybe in his like 27s or 28s you know what i mean and he he was he was a good leader as a fucking you know as somebody coming into basic he already had kind of the gist of everything right and he kept everybody in check for the most part there was a couple people that did stupid shit like the you know windows trying to smoke a cigarette or something stupid but you know for the most part i think my basic training was was pretty good um but like i said that's was my most the the memory of that fucking ruck march was was what i remember most about basic (laughs) yeah yeah how how early did you go in uh as far as like the military yeah uh so i tell you i mean you know i had one I had one um I had one class my senior year of high school and then I had a part-time job and you know man like it was dumb like I had a part-time job I had a girlfriend I was smoking weed and then like it was like I got to do something with my life man and um right. so I think I bullshitted around maybe a year I graduated in 99 and then probably like shipped off not even six months after that okay so six huh. seven months after that at, at least you weren't like one of the guys that i had in in, in my division when i went through he was 17 mm-hmm. and uh you know first night that we're we're there the, the first thing he starts doing is crying worrying about his fucking girlfriend and all that and i'm just like i'm not putting oh i so i failed i failed the first two drug tests i was actually stuck <laughs> at that i was stuck at meps for like two two ships yeah down there in chesterfield virginia i joined out of virginia out of fort lee 
yeah, I failed the first one. And then he was like, look, man, you can't smoke, you know what I mean? Like at the MEPS, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So. Rough there. Um, so what, <laughs> um, what branch were you? Army, right? Army, yes. Um, what rank were you in the Army? And what did you do in the Army? Uh, so the rank when I retired, I was a Sergeant First Class, which is an E7. I joined as a private, as a, like, no, like, absolutely no rank on my chest. And then I think you get PV2 when you're there. And then, like, within six months of getting to your first duty station, you get PFC or some shit with a waiver, I think. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So... What was your MOS? Your job? Uh, 92 Yankee, uh, which is unit supply specialist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically you run the, run the supply room for the company commander, account for all the property, ordering supplies. So now uh, I got I to gotta ask, because I know what happens like in the Navy, it happens a lot. How much fucking, how many times did you have people coming in trying to fucking you know, begging and pleading for shit off book. And, well, and you know, the, the thing about it is um, what I learned early. Uh, I had, you know, I had some really good leaders young that I, I was really stubborn and hard headed. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. when very early in the beginning there, I mean, they have regulations and stuff in place. Right. Yep. So the military did have regulations in place, but the way that you, the way that the leadership at the time was enforcing those regulations. So technically, um, and, and what you're saying does happen, but technically your supplies are supposed to be a, away from your office. It's supposed to be in a closet across the hall right. or somewhere where people can't see what you have, right? Yeah. And those those situations where you're saying where people come in and be like, oh, you got... You know, you got a fucking, uh, you know. I know you, I know you got the fucking Gerbers. I know you got yeah, the fucking Oakleys and shit. Yeah, stuff like that, right? And and um, I wasn't, you know, man. I and just the fast. I don't. I was never one of those ones that tried to fuck the military over, man. Like the logistics was grimy. Like the military lost over. I think it was nine billion dollars as of you know in 2010 over mm -hmm. just fraud waste and abuse and i was never one of those guys that would try and sell army shit or try and scam the military or take shit home or nothing like that i just it wasn't it wasn't important to me like i wasn't in my first part of my career i didn't have debt i didn't have kids i wasn't married so i wasn't trying to get a hustle going while right. i was when i was when i was a private i just I was just enjoying life, man, and and women, life and women. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> and, and, and bad, and yeah. And then and then you know, alcohol had a big part in it too because my first duty station was uh, Fort Bliss, Texas. So um, not only could you cross Mexico for a quarter and uh, have all you could drink Coronas for $5, but you could drink on post. It was the only place in the United States where you could actually drink in the United States legally at the age of 18. So I could go, you know, private, private Stevenson going into the PX and picking up Mad Dog and Old English and bottles of fucking Hennessy 
you yep. know, and just going up to the cash register, showing them my military ID, and I'm just going back to my room getting shit faced. Right. You know what I mean? So that had a big part in it, part of it too. Of course, you know, I was I was a pretty good in shape soldier, so they pretty much left me alone because you know back then it was about how you looked yep how you you weren't going to get kicked out of the army right if you did pt and you were good at pt and you looked halfway decent your boots were shined your uniform looks decent mm-hmm. you're not going to get you're not going to fucking get fired cuz you don't know your job man it was yep. all about just professionalism and pt man back in the day this is before 911 happened and all that shit right. man so yeah, ours was the same way, especially like with our woodlands. You know, we had uh, even our, you know, our chiefs would tell us all the time, I don't care how fucked up you go and get after work. But if you show up the next day and your uniform's fucking out of regs or your boots ain't fucking proper, he's like, I'm going to hang you the fuck up. I'm telling you, that's how it was. That's was all my my uh, boss said to me, man. So, right, so and like. Um, you can continue. No, no, I'm good. All right. Um, so what was your least and favorite MRE? Uh, a favorite MRE was Chicken Tetrazzini. Uh, I used to take the fucking Tabasco sauce or hot sauce and just dump it in there with the crackers. Just you fucking mix all that shit together. And then least favorite. Um, so my stomach... Did not get along with any of the beef stuff, man. Um, I was cool with the veggie omelet and stuff. A lot of people oh, say, "Oh, God. that's the." They, a lot of people say that was the worst or whatever the case may be. Over half but I'll tell episodes you, say veggie. Yes, <laughs> uh, I will tell you that some of that uh, preserved beef, though, man, that really that shit really fucked me up, man. Yeah. It was just like I just couldn't do anything to it, man. And I love beef right now. And man, I've ate some fucking horrible shit in my career, dude. Like, yep. and even now, I'm just so grateful, like, to be able to just eat regular food. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I, MREs weren't a thing, though, man. Like, and, and during the deployments, MREs weren't a thing. It was fucking boxes of fucking dry cereal, dude, and yeah, can shit. You know, like. That's what we had, and then uh, the because the fucking the defect that we had when we deployed, like they were like shit. They were getting people sick, so the commander just shut that shit down, man. So, but yeah, those are my two. My favorite is chicken tetrazzini and uh, any beef one. I'm talking about like beef, like solid beef ones. Yeah, well, um, like their beef stew had the big chunks in it. The beef stroganoff yeah. had the big chunks in it. Yeah, I think with the stew, I used to do fucking the Ranger Bar. I'd crush that fucking thing up and throw it in there too, just fucking give it yeah. something other than just that nasty taste. Yeah. Yeah, I hear MREs are 50-50 if they're good or not. What's that? <laughs> I hear MREs are 50-50 if they're good for not. Um, it it really depends. I mean, it it also depends on what I guess you could call sides come in. With. You can mix and match, you know, um, like the 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 quote unquote bread that they have in MREs. Fuck that shit. It, you can you can throw on as much jalapeno cheese as you fucking want. It still tastes like fucking cardboard. Either way you look at it. Yeah. Um, but you know, you mix and match fucking sides with, you know, from other MREs and the and the one you like, and you'll find that perfect fucking mixture. Oh yeah. 
But you never can get it right the same time, man. No. It's never, never right. You, nope. you could get, you could have six of them fucking things, man, and you'll never make it right the same time, dude. Sometimes you just get frustrated because it's not warm enough, or you might have to, you might get a default, a fucking faulty uh, heater, heater, yep. right? And just I'm telling you, everything goes wrong, man. From the time that you open it, you know what I mean, to the the time that it that you've went through and decided what you're going to eat <laughs> out yeah, of it. I used to laugh at the, at the, uh, the junior troops when they would first get one and, and try to learn how to, how to fucking, you know, make it or whatever. And I kept seeing all these kids take that goddamn green plastic and put their mouth to it and try to rip it open. And half the time they got cuts on the side of their fucking mouth. And I, I was just like, Crazy. look, you got a fucking knife, use a knife and cut the bitch open. Crazy. Yeah. Jeez. So stupid. So, with with your time in the service, um, I'm kind of curious as, as someone that, that I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to smack my fucking boom. As someone that has spent a, a significant time in the service, what's one of the biggest things that you've seen either change in a good way or change in a bad way in your branch of service? So. It's a pretty good question. Um, so I really think when I, when I think of what's bad about the military, the good always outweighs the bad. I think one thing that I, I think where the Army failed us was when 9-11 happened to 03, 04, 05, because I was there in 04. I wasn't there for the initial but I was there right after. I think a hundred. There was a hundred and seventy deaths when I got to Iraq, and right. then when I left, there was like twelve hundred and something. I I don't think that the army had any way of helping soldiers when they came back off of that deployment, and that went on for I think maybe till oh six or oh five mm-hmm. before it started up again. And some of those who are really truly good, like. The people you see in fucking movies like badass tanker, badass infantry guy, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, who are just like super good leaders. Those are the guys who who suffered the most, man. You know what I mean? Great leaders. And they just couldn't deal with it and got out, didn't have any help, you know, and. um, The army always adapted to what was going on to society, whether it is technology or you know the way they look the way their their guns look the way they shoot um so i think uh good good wise though i say it's done a pretty good job in adapting um i will tell you that the army has been is very very good at um you know, I always I always look at the army as like a whole nother world, man. You mm-hmm. know, the army has and the Navy, too, or the, the Air Force or the Marines. They you have your own shit, bro. You got your own PX. You got your own clothes. You got your own vehicles. You got your own housing. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's it's it's. I it's just I. I don't really it's, have it's anything definitely bad. It's definitely its own world. Yeah, man. I don't have it. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of bad shit to say about the military, man. Most of it's is probably shit that I put myself in. 
mm-hmm. and I was fortunate to get out, but the army's easy, man. They they make regulations and shit for everything, man. You follow you you follow, yeah. you, follow, you follow that shit, man. You can't go wrong. It's the people that make the army bad, man. Absolutely. Not the, not the army that makes the army bad, bro. I like that answer, and, and it's it's absolutely true. And and you're right about it being a, a whole different world, um, inside of itself. I I know I experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it if you ever went to let's say a, another branch's base or something like that. And, you walk in like, you know, I was I was used to, you know, a, a, a very large naval base and um, I got stationed down here in, in Mississippi. And I mean, it's a CB base. It's not that big. You know, we're we're primarily just all about, you know, the CBs, this that, and the other. But I've got, you know, an Air Force base about 45 minutes away and I step foot on that thing and I'm like, this bitch has got a mall. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's <laughs> like me. When I was in Korea, my first base that I ever went on, it was Osan Air Force yep. Base, and I was like, what the f- Wait, you can't on. even compare it to me. Hold on, these fuckers have a mall in their base? Oh, yeah, yeah. You weren't joking about yeah, Air Force and, 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 and then also, too, the, the Air Force has rights to some of the the bigger brand name restaurants oh, like yeah. you're not going to get you're not going to catch a chilies or anything on a military base but you go to an air force base there'll be a chilies on post mm-hmm. or something like that yeah yeah, dude. yeah it's, sure? it's insane i mean like we have like back in back in uh virginia um at norfolk uh you know one of the largest px's that, that the navy has and i was like dude this is you know this is impressive or whatever and and then yeah I, I i get stationed out here and i i go walking into the air force and i'm just like walking past you know 19 different shops down a strip mall to get to the actual px walk in there and the thing's three times the size of a fucking walmart and that's not even including the other side of it there's nothing but groceries i'm like good god guys come on i'm, I'm lucky if i go to my base and i can find tomatoes <laughs> so how big is this mall? i'm just curious I don't um, know that mall. He's. I I I don't exactly know how how to describe how big it is um, yeah. in comparison. Um, I would say for for their little area of of Keesler Air Force Base, where you know the, the all the food services and and the grocery store and the clothing store, electronics, furniture. I mean, you name it. Um, I I would say I could probably fit a quarter to maybe a little over a quarter of the CB base inside of that one plot. Jesus Christ. Damn, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty massive size. I'm pretty sure there was a GNC in there. Oh, yeah, there was. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> There's a GNC, and right next to that is fucking GameStop, and then you've got, you know, the Vision Place, and, and then you got all the specialty stores. What what soldier, no matter what branch they were in, didn't take some kind of fucking supplement to try and yep. get that that extra six pack or those extra muscles, man? Because I went through it in fucking 08 or 09, and I just got fucking super ripped, dude. Like it was crazy. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 yeah, especially like back in back in Virginia with the Navy. You know, I was I was stationed on Little Creek, which is you know one of the homes of of the SEALs, and of course we had Damn Nick, you know, further down, which was Team Six or whatever. But yeah, you would look and you'd walk into the gym and you'd swear to God the entire base was nothing but fucking either SEALs or wannabes because, and it really was. Um, everyone was taking fucking some type of supplement. Everybody, even you know the 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 fucking YN paper pusher was pushing out weights that probably he doesn't need to be 
But walking around thinking, you know, hey, I'm top dog around here until he, you know, bumps into fucking SO1 real guy that's going to fucking knock him on his ass if he tries something or whatever. But yeah, it's it, you're right. It's funny. Everyone everyone ran supplements, uh, you know, were clanging and banging fucking weights for for hours on end and then, you know, would, would come to work after PT and be like, man, I'm sore. No shit, dude. You've been sitting there for fucking two hours lifting more weight than you fucking you do all day. Yeah. So you do Crazy. after PT, not before it. <laughs> These guys, we would do, we like with my unit, we would do PT in the mornings. We were doing it five days a week. Um, and we come to work and then some of us would go PT at lunchtime, come back to work, get off work, go do another hour of PT and then go home. Hmm. We weren't trying to be, you know, fucking muscle men or supermen or something like that. But like me, I joined when I was 32 years old. I was an old fucker already. So me trying to keep up with these, you know, 18, 19, and 20 year olds, I had to work three times as fucking hard. And that's what a lot of us were. The ones that were doing that, we were all the old guys. We were just like, you know, we could either just pop belly this thing and give up or we got to work at it. Mm -hmm. So with the name that guy, RJ, where, where did it come from? I mean, I'm assuming it's a gamer tag that you use it for. Uh, so. I'm, you know, all my life I've been kind of like a problem solver, right? So mm -hmm. when I first started playing, I was like, uh, what would what would be a nice way to incorporate your name? Like, for example, uh, like with Rex, you know, I'm assuming your name's Rex, right? Oh, well, not my real name. Oh, well, well sorry about that. <laughs> then R just say say RJ, you know what I mean? You you I was thinking about fancy ways to make RJ into a nice catchy name, right? So first I did the fucking XX underscore RJ. No. Yeah. Right? And then right. I did then I did RJ with like my daughter's birthday and I was like, "Oh, that looks stupid." And then I was like, "What it what could be, you know, what could be a nice have a nice ring to it?" And I was just thinking about it as like that that guy. I'm I'm that guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you don't see any that guys anywhere. You know what I mean? Right. You don't see that many that girls anywhere. That gal, right. that gal, you know, Beth or that gal Amy or whatever the case may be. So I just rolled with that guy RJ. You know what I mean? It's some, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a that guy Billy or somebody out right. there. Oh, this. Yeah probably doing it big but for my little small community like and who i associated with like that guy rj is like a good twitch name or a good twitter name you know what i mean and that's right. why i decided to roll with it yeah. good deal good deal and, and you're probably not gonna have to sit there and worry about you know uh well like i know some of the the, the, the bigger streamers have had issues where they can't get their name on fucking twitter they have to end up buying you know, the account that actually stole the name just for that sole purpose yep. type of thing. Crazy. So I think you're, you're a hundred percent fucking or to just change their name. And you're like, I'm sorry guys, this one account has a different name. <laughs> mm -hmm. For instance, like, like the pool shark, you know, yeah. um, he's got like three different handles because you know, he can, he can get it on, on Twitch under this, he can get it on Facebook under this, and he can get it on Twitter under this. Yeah. You know, he can't use the same one because somebody went out and made, you know, a fucking account just to, to stall somebody just for that purpose. Yep. 
which is so stupid and it's hilarious <laughs> at the same time. I mean, I, I don't have to worry about it. Obviously RJ, you're good with it. You ain't got that problem. So. No, I haven't had, I've been pretty fortunate. Like, um, I haven't had any hate raids. I haven't had anybody come in and be like, you're a dumb, dumb fuck or what I, everybody. I have had some streams where it's only been me in there for a couple hours, but for the most part, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, like, that's not anybody that's like, this is a whole nother life for me. Like nobody on my Facebook knows that I do this shit, man. Like right. I have I say, no one you know, IRL knows I run the podcast. Or... <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like not saying that like when I was in the military, like I didn't want to, I'm a very like, I like keep shit to myself type of person. Right. So I didn't want somebody to, um, you know, be judgmental of me and how I live my life. Cause some people, they hate people who gamble. You know what I mean? Like yeah. me, you know, I've been probably gambling since 2007. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. win, you win, you lose, you lose more, you lose more. And then you win, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and some people just, they don't fuck with you because they think that, you know, you, you they think, let me just put it this way. You are very judgmental because you gamble. Think people think that you would be able, you would be hoaxed into doing something for money. You know what right. I'm saying? And I don't think that's true because the the amount of money that I gamble is nowhere to put anybody in any kind of danger. I'm not mm -hmm. like you know train wrecks or those guys who are gambling millions. I right. think. The most that I'm gambling is maybe 500 or a thousand. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's kind of pushing it because fuck, man, I, you know, I got a family and stuff. I'm not up in here doing my fucking rent money and stuff, brother, you know? Right. And then, you know, I've made, a, you know, I may, you may, I make a couple dollars off of Twitch, but nothing like ridiculous. And that's just because I got people who know who I am. They got to know me. They know that one day that when I make it, you know, when I hit big, I'm sharing because that's the type of person that I am, man, mm -hmm. you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, on the lines of uh, the gambling, because, I mean, I, I lived in Reno at one time and, you know, I went through the gambling phase. And then, of course, when WSOP showed up on TV, everybody was a fucking poker player at that point and, and, yep. and wanted to you know, be a professional and, and go win the, the World Series of Poker or whatever. But when that whole controversy, and you kind of brought it up a little bit with, with Trainwreck being mentioned, but when that whole controversy came up over the slots and, you know, there was this this real negative outlook on the entire gambling thing because everyone was saying you were promoting gambling to kids and, and and you know, it was it, it, obvious. Honestly, it was really stupid the way it came out. But you, did you see any of that type of backlash? Because I know for a while there, like anybody that was doing slot streaming or or something like that, was running into issues where people were kind of stepping in on on streams and and talking shit. That's why. That's one reason why I don't want to blow up, man. Yeah. Like I like I'm one of those guys who I go through my followers on Twitter and I go mm -hmm. through my followers on Twitch, and most of the followers that I have on Twitch are people that I know of. You know what I mean? That's in the right. poker community or in the slot community. And even on Twitter, 
like I only have, I think, two, two or three hundred followers, and I'm not even like I go through. Yeah, I have 286 followers, but I'm mm-hmm. following 293. Right. I go through. I go through that list, right? Yep. And if something is like strange or fishy, or the accounts new, or they, you know, they are, you know, suspicious. I just, I, you know, yeah, yep. So, and, you know, and that's a nice little hustle a lot of people have um, as well. And I'm not one of those guys. They follow you so you can follow them back and then they turn around and unfollow you, man. So I've noticed that. I've noticed that a lot, too. But, you know, I'm a pretty uh, smart person, man. I got some good uh, common sense I don't need a degree for. (laughs) Right. Well, real life will give you half of those degrees most of the time anyway. (sighs) So you said that uh, you you've done deployments and this that, and the other. Um, how do I, how do I put this? Uh, Spit it out, man. <laughs> what? Okay, let me let me let me just put it this way. What was your roughest deployment? What the, the type of deployment that uh, is just in the back of your head? Uh, so I'm glad you asked that because uh, still my like, question. Um, all my deployments were different in context, man. Right. Um. Each one had its hardship. Uh, so um, I'm going to let me see something here. I'm going to share a picture with uh, you, Rex, on Discord. Um, let me see here. Uh, um, and I, there's just so much behind this picture that uh, I was going to share with you guys. Um, load a file. Probably just easier to pop a screen share for the image if you want the stream. No, nah, I just sent, I sent it to you. I want you to see if you can... Uh, I want to tell you a story behind... Oh, yeah, I should not show that on Twitch. You're right. <laughs> huh? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I should not show that on Twitch. You can show. You could probably show that on Twitch. There's not nothing wrong with that. I doubt it. You're not gonna get it. You can Google that photo. But anyways, so I wanted to see if you guys. So this photo, uh, like probably 2010, I um I was telling a soldier I was on staff duty with about my story, right, and. It's like three hours of stories, right? Just to make time go by, you know, every hour I go do my checks or whatever. But this little fucker, he, every main point that I told him about, he went back and fucking Googled and to see if I was lying to him, right? Because there's people out there who take credit for more than what they did. Me, I don't take credit for more than what I did, right? I'm not infantry. I didn't go out there kicking in fucking doors looking for the enemy. You know what I'm saying? I was logistics. I'm a non-combat MOS, but you don't I don't know what the word is. You can't of you can't evade the enemy. If the enemy finds you, you got to defend yourself, right? Absolutely. Yep. So so in that picture that I sent, um I don't know if you can see that, but that was in 04. So this is my first day. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind it just just for a little bit. Do you? Because I want to make this, I want I want to make this funny as well as serious, right? So no, like, 
um nothing you know it's all got to be serious you know what i mean it's like kind of you know what i mean so uh, i was dating a stripper before i deployed right because i was in that whole t-pain i'm in love with a stripper i had money i could go to the strip club you know whatever um so i was dating a stripper and on christmas day before i was supposed to leave on my deployment my my truck got stolen right and i and and i i knew it was her right and my my truck ended up down in mexico right so my so my my deployment I didn't leave when everybody else left. You know what I mean? So I ended yeah. up leaving on, I think it was January 12th or 13th. My first day in Iraq went just like this. I got on, uh, I was coming in on the C-130 into uh, Baghdad International Airport. I was stuck between a fat dentist and a fat uh OR tech on a C-130 who was taking up more than their share of the little webbing, and we were getting shot at over biop, and they were getting attacked. This is like 2 o'clock in the morning. It's fucking raining. The fucking C-130 is going left to right. We land. I get out. I fall in the mud. You know what I mean? We get over to the bunker, right? We're like, oh, shit. It's already, you know, it's raining. The the sirens are going off, and we don't have no we have no, I have nothing. You know what I mean? I'm just getting off a fucking airplane. You right. know, riding on a C-130 from from Kuwait all the way up there. So, um, but they come pick us up. You know, we were in the bunker for an hour until the all clear. They come pick us up, and I bullshit you not, man. They picked us up in a Humvee with like no armor uh 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 lmtv which was Mm -hmm. called uh fucking i forget what it was a two and a half ton back then i think it was yeah it's about right that 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 had no uh no back cover on the top of it and then another and and then one humvee that had a m249 mounted on the back and it really confused me at the time but as and I, and they considered that their gun truck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But what I what I kind of found out was that hospitals, hospital units weren't authorized uh, any kind of offensive. Uh, okay, that makes sense. When when you uh, escorts, they right. weren't authorized. So, dude, we got in the back of that. We got in the back of that uh, truck and we rode on Route Irish. And I don't know if anybody's ever talked about Route Irish. That's the. Uh, not on uh, stream. They haven't. Okay. So Route Irish is the uh, the little one and a half mile stretch between uh, Biop uh, International Airport which and the Green Zone. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's three overpasses there. Um, and. They didn't have any ammo for us. So we were literally in the back of a truck with no ammo. Um, It was still raining. And we were going down Route Irish. Didn't know what Route Irish was at the time. But if I would have knew what Route Irish was before I jumped in the back of that truck, like there would have been some, there would have probably been some problems at that time because Mm -hmm. I already didn't want to be there. So. We get, we make it there safely. Nobody shot us or any, nobody shot at us or anything. 
we get into the green zone, we get off, we download, they take us around to where uh, an old abandoned building, this is, so the unit that I was assigned to was, was 30, 31st Combat Support Hospital, I was their supply sergeant. Right. Um, I, uh, they um, picked us up, we went around that 31st Combat Support Hospital took over Saddam Hussein's hospital. Like, that was his hospital where he took care of only his family at, right? right? And then all the buildings around is where his family lived at. So, ideally, we were in an old building that some of his family members or workers mm -hmm. or somebody lived in. So, it's like 4.30 in the morning, and they're like, hey, in an hour and a half, um hour or two hours we'll come get you from breakfast and we'll start your left seat right seat ride or whatever yeah well like i remember i got me a, i got a cot i put it up in against a corner um there was this one doctor who was there who her boyfriend or sugar daddy was rich and he bought her a iridium phone which oh, probably back then in 2004 was probably you know ten thousand dollars but nobody else had a phone to call home so i remember all these people trying to use her phone to call home and i was like man i'm just gonna while they're trying to use the phone i'm trying to get a good place to sleep at for two hours so right. i go get so i so i'm right by this wall in the corner dude and i'm like oh yeah this is good i put my duffel bag underneath it i lay down take my boots off and dude not even 15 minutes later fucking assassin's gate bombing happens right one of okay. the loudest one of the loudest explosions that i've the loudest noises that i've ever heard in my life like a hundred times what thunder is after mm -hmm. lightning um a hundred times louder than a fucking grenade yep. like it is it it's it sends this vibration through your body along with it being so loud you yep. have no idea what the fuck is going on. You get in shock. And like I remember like pieces of the wall falling down on us and stuff and we're like what the what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. So um they come and they come and get us. Oh, there was a bombing outside the gate. And this is when I didn't know that my MOS actually as you get higher through the ranks is in kind of the same ordeal as mortuary affairs, right? So uh, they took they took us out to the gate to start retrieving like some of the bodies and stuff, yeah. because we had the responsibility of picking up those bodies and giving them back to the families. Right. Yeah. So when I went out there, I, you know, I'm fucking throwing up. It was one and still to this day is one of the worst smelling things ever. Human flesh is the worst smelling thing. It beats any burn fucking pit. It be it any sewer drainage, any anything like human flesh is just it's the worst smelling fucking thing ever, dude. And um, so yeah, I went out there, I was puking, I was throwing up or whatever the case, and you know, that was pretty much my first day in war, like in Iraq. That was my first day. And like um that picture. Fire. Yeah. So that so I went on to uh I went on, I ended up being, I'm the only one along with the male guy who was uh, S1 and like, um, 
maybe one other guy we volunteered because we had to run and get medical supplies also i was the uh sole credit card holder for the hospital um so a lot of the soldiers came fucked up came in fucked up that was getting like pushed out to launch stool and stuff they would leave with like their pulse oxes and stuff because you know we're not going to take that stuff back so i was constantly ordering that stuff i must have spent i must have spent about three or four million dollars ordering that stuff from like medical companies to get uh refurnished but uh yeah so i went ended up going on 189 convoys while i was there um i saw car bombs i saw um i saw a lot of uh a lot of a lot of people get fucked up, man. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Um, we did get shot at. We had RPG shot at us. Was fortunate we didn't hit any IEDs or anything. Um, and I remember it's funny because every time I would go on a convoy, man, like, so the unit that I left with was actually an augmentee unit, man. Like our our parent company was only like 60 people, but they ended up, asking for volunteers from all over the United States to go uh, from the reserves to be doctors over in Iraq. Cause they're like, Hey, you can go over to Iraq and actually work on somebody who had their arm blown off or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and low key, that's what they were doing to the Iraqis. Like the Iraqis were coming in fucked up and it was like field days for the doctors. Cause they yeah. could, they could, practice on these fucking people probably and not even know what the fuck they were doing and they wouldn't get in no trouble for it you know what i mean like especially especially like especially like there's a doctor his name was dr poffenberger he was with the fucking neuro team or something man like he actually got into some trouble i think over that shit man um he was on the oprah winfrey show too i think it was Uh, oh really yeah his name was dr poffenberger but his he that dude was addicted to it man just like cutting people's heads open and working on like brain injuries but he took he knew what the fuck he was doing though man he Mm -hmm. when soldiers would come in there fucked up man he'd do their best to uh save their life or whatever and even my roommate at the time his name was uh well i'm not gonna say his name but my roommate at the time was a uh he was the ct uh he was a ct scanner so every every soldier that came in, even Saddam, Saddam came in later in the year. Um, he did CT scans. So, right. you know, he was my roommate. So he would come and tell me, he's like, man, we just had this many soldiers come in. They were fucked up, blah, 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 blah. And then also, too, I was the uh, NC, the litter NCOIC. So anytime the birds would come in with more than, you know, six patients or whatever, I'd have to you know, go out there and, and help them out. Yep. Um, that picture that I sent you, Rex, is from the Green Zone Cafe bombing. And I didn't know if you could see me on that picture in the background to the left. That was me in the brown T-shirt. Um, yep. That guy, uh, he was Australian. No, he was British, I think. But they wouldn't let us go to the Green Zone Cafe because the food wasn't F. Is it FDA regulated? Yeah, FDA. yeah, yeah. So we were banned from going there, but he, you know, our Iraqi bomber went in there and just blew up, sat in yep. the middle of the Green Zone Cafe and blew up. And then um, 
Big John's is down the street. That's where that was the market where you buy your bootleg Rolex watches and your and your DVDs. And the kids are selling the bootleg cigarettes and shit like that. That's oh. where. Uh, so they blew that spot up too, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for that deployment, man. Uh, I I I saw a lot of fucked up soldiers, man. I saw a lot of. Uh, I saw a lot there as far as the blood and gore goes and the aftermath, yep. right? Um, and and it hurts you to see that shit sometimes, man. But after a while, you, your 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 process goes from sorrow to how you can help. You know yep. what I mean? Because you go through it so much, it almost it. I'm not gonna say it becomes boring. But you go numb to it, basically. Yeah, you just is like, uh, now I got to do something. And that and that's kind of in that picture. You know, me, I was running down the hallway to get more litters. You know what I mean? Yep. As you can see, I was in my off time. Right. I had only had that brown T-shirt on. So, you know, they everybody. Um, another thing, too, is like when the Marines took over Fallujah, like that was pretty bad for us. We were up for like 36 hours helping folks. Mm-hmm. Um there was kids getting fucked up by like crossfire. We had a little girl. Um, I don't know. You probably can Google her, but a Marine uh, shot her through the face uh, with a 50 cow. And we took care of her at the hospital for three, like three or four months while they reconstructed her face. Right. Um, we had an ICW ward where they kept actual people who attacked soldiers and stuff up on mm-hmm. the ward. They have Marines and military police there to guard them you yeah. know what i mean it's a hell of a fucking deployment man holy shit yeah and then um yeah that was that was my first deployment so then after that when i got back man this is where i was telling you like i don't think they had anything that kind of helped the soldiers man when i got back you know we stayed up in the barracks everybody went and got alcohol we all got fucked up we couldn't go get no classes till that following Monday, so we just partied the whole weekend. There was no like, you know, nothing. And then we went through some stupid, stupid classes, not even dealing with like PTSD or nothing. It was like mm-hmm. more health, health related. And then boom, we're on thirty days leave, bro. And then I yeah. had another thirty days, and that thirty days leave was you weren't even charged, bro. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I ended up, I ended up saving like 70,000 while I was deployed. I came back, bought a new vehicle. I, well, actually I took the truck that got stolen and I ended up putting some uh Flowmasters in the back. I got some rims on it, got the inside painted red, had Lamborghini doors. The well with Chevys, I couldn't actually get the doors. You got to unweld Chevrolet doors yep. from the car, so I had to buy the fucking uh just the harness, the harness, the bolt bolting kit. Yeah, I paid like, kit. yeah, I paid like two grand for it. But oh, yeah. I mean, damn, I, if anybody's, you know, I'm not one to say anything, but back in the day, if you had a nice rod, you was kind of in there with the women, man. You know what I mean? True. It's fucking true. Yep. So, that's you, but that's yeah. That's why you saw so many junior troops when, when they started getting their fucking paychecks, they'd go out and buy the nicest fucking car they could. Half the yeah. time they couldn't fucking afford it as it was, um, yeah. you know, especially the ones that lived on on base and in the barracks and stuff like that. They never left it, you know. They never left the barracks. 
uh, but to go to the store and back. And, you know, they were like, well, I just, I really can't afford it. Well, then why the fuck do you buy it? I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I know why you bought it, but still. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, you know, and, and then like, kind of like throughout, you know, that time, my, my next, you know, they sent me from there. I got stationed in Fort Jackson, man. Like mm -hmm. that's the worst place the army could have sent me because I go from like, active duty to this like trade-off environment you got university of south carolina there you know the football games the sec man is just crazy fans yep. women and like i got in a lot of trouble man you know what i mean like i felt like i was untouchable you know yep. fuck you i've been to war you don't know shit <laughs> right. you know what i mean like yep. leave me alone um and then like when I got in trouble, man, like I was going to just get out the military, dude. And then like I had uh, this one, he was he was the head uh, drill sergeant. He came and talked to me one day and, you know, um, and just had a man to man talk. Like, what are you going to do with yourself? And then like two days later, bro, like I bullshit you not. I went from being flagged and under investigation to like. Mm -hmm everything just gone and it was like okay if you sign right here for six years we'll give you twenty eight thousand dollars and i was like okay do 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 yeah yep going to korea so yeah. i left from there and went straight to korea and uh that wasn't that was just i met my i met my first wife in korea uh, i think i met her more uh more of the loneliness inside trying to find out who i am type like hey i'm 27 28 years old now i need to do something with my life let me try and settle down yeah that wasn't the right move brother right. like i met her we end up getting married i end up going to fucking fort hood on the married army married couples program and it was just deployment after deployment after deployment shit didn't work out with us ended up getting a divorce ended up getting a kid out the ordeal not mad you know i'm saying i love my daughter but um that that first deployment that i got on and we're back to what your original question was about the deployments that deployment uh that i went there to iraq it was halfway through a deployment for them already but when i got there their the my battalion commander had got just gotten killed like you know a couple weeks earlier so right. the whole the whole base I went to uh Fob I was at Fob Marez uh and he got killed so the whole company and everybody was kind of like in this like gloomy morale cuz yeah. nothing was supposed to be going on there was no like offensive conflict and just you know for a you know a guy to take out <laughs> the battalion commander and his 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 security team you yeah. know what I mean it was kind of so that that kind of was like uh after that happened we ended up moving out to a base in the middle of nowhere called q west and it was just kind of like no action no attacks just a deployment uh we came back and reset and like 10 months later we're back in iraq this time we're at, over by the syrian border and that was pretty bad man uh every day just constant mortar attacks every holiday real bad all times of the night i uh, did have some people you know die that i knew uh over there they were in my unit from attacks um and you just try you know if it's your time to go it's your time to go i will say one thing like i did uh you know in my room you know i put sandbags in my room so if the yeah. sirens went off 
and I couldn't make it to the bunker, I would just roll over between the sandbags and just put my flag vest or uh, plates over top of me. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you this, though, man, and I'm not um, I don't mind talking about it and I don't really have any opinion on it. But, you know, man, the the whole time for all the deployments I went through, man, I never prayed, dude. I never asked God to protect me or anything. I always had the attitude that uh, if it was my time to go, it was my time to go. Yep. Um, and it seemed like the people who were praying and giving their life to the Lord at that time were dying, bro. And yep. I never had an opinion on it. But we did get all of us that were on that 0304 deployment that went on all those convoys. We ended up getting tattoos, right? And this tattoo, I don't know if y'all can see it. It says... Uh, Better be judged by 12 than carried, carried by 6. Absolutely. Which means, you know, I'm pretty sure you know what that means. You know what that means, Rex? Kind of. Um, better be judged by 12 jurors than carried by 6 pallbearers. I mean, yep. it was like, you shoot first, man, and fucking, you know what I'm saying, deal with the consequences rather than, you know, putting yourself or your, your buddies at risk. Absolutely. Um, so we went through that. That was pretty rough, man. I spent hours and days inside of bunkers it was a blackout base so full battle rattle that's when my back started giving out my hips started giving out man uh constant abuse and then like it you know it kind of like died down after that um i was like i don't know what I, I i gotta figure out what i do i'm not getting you know i had made staff sergeant in like 2011 and i just kind of didn't know where my life was going at that point in time i was probably really fucked up in the head man but you know i didn't have the only way i got stronger man was not through help and not through friends your own your own inner self man being able to control your emotions before you make decisions man and it took me a lot of time of failing man i failed so many times until it it was like you already know what's going to happen if you do this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yep. So so this that's I don't think I started maturing until like 2000 fucking 15, dude. I bullshit mm -hmm. you not. Realizing that I need to be a leader and a role model for people cuz it's always about myself, man. And then I start and then I started caring for soldiers and um caring for soldiers and giving a fuck about somebody other than myself. Yep. And then, and then, you know, I ended up meeting my second wife and I wish I would have met her, you know, when I first joined, you know what yep. I mean? And that's yep. how it goes. You always meet the second one that you wish would have been the first one, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, she's been there, she's been supportive, you know, and, you know, we got, you know, we got kids and dogs and fish and fucking plants and all types of shit, man. And You're you know, domesticated we, now. Yeah, and it's just like you know, you know, I got me a, you know, I, you know, I got a little part-time job, man. I got my few. There's always those few people that you hit up every day, man. Not because you want to be worsome or you need something from them. It's just, hey, man, what's up, bro? Yep. What you doing today? Ah, oh, man, fuck. I got to go to work in three hours. All right, man, have a good day. Holler at me later. You know what I mean? Yep. Or somebody to share those stories. But you always got one or two people like that. And that's me, man. I don't need 15 or 20 people, man. And I, I, I'll I, never in my life, I used to always be like, if you do something good for somebody, when is something good going to happen to you? In the beginning, I always was like, 
when is that going to happen, man? But after a yeah. while, I was like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. If I if I can do something for somebody, I'll do it for it. If it doesn't affect me, I give money to people out on the streets, man. Um, if I have it and I see somebody going through, it might not be a lot. You know what I mean? But, right. you know, here or there, like there's some streamers who that I watch. I go into people's stream. I don't never say nothing. I just watch them. Yep. You know what I, I mean? Do the same thing. I learned and a you, lot. And, and you can learn a lot about somebody if they're like sincere people, good people. Then I, you know. And then there's been times where I went into somebody's stream and they've been like, "It's just all about themselves and like, you know, fucking over their followers and their viewers and stuff, man. The way yep. they talk, the way they talk to them, and you know, that's not who I want to be associated. And I, I mean, even being in the regiment, man, there's so many people in the regiment. Regiment, I might have met two people that I even talked to in the regiment, man. Yeah. And they're not even, they're not, they're just some random people, bro. Yeah. Like I, the, the regiment's cool for gamer, but they're so high of the level gaming community, bro. Like the the small streamers, they'll never get nowhere in there, bro. Unless you're just like coming out of your pocket, getting crazy sponsorships or getting, you know, right. donating crazy amount of money you, or have the Twitter support or the publicity, you're not going to get nowhere, man. But I'm not, that's, you know, that's not why I'm there, man. You know yeah. what I mean? I hear so. you. But yeah, that's, that's, that, those were my deployments. I mean, I have been on a road I've been to Korea three times and I've been to Poland one time, but those were just for like rotations. So, but those mm. were my, those were my three deployments, man. That's right. that's fucking um, amazing, yeah. Do you have any advice for someone that's going into the military or the army in your case? So I'll be honest with you, I don't think right now is a good time to join. Um I, my kids would not definitely not join. Um and and um I love the military. I think that we just need to get a better hold of our uh, better hold of foundation right now with shit there's too much politics and too much stuff going on in the world dealing with like the reality of the world in general yep. gender gender specifics and beliefs right are having big decisions decisions on what's going on and racism of course well, yeah, mm -hmm. politics are just going personally so politics are just going too far into the military right now in my eyes the, the problem is that when the war started in 03 you got to look at the dates man those people who were in in 03 they're going to be retiring next year man yep. so then you have to go up next what another five years right so by 2025 i'd say by 2025, 2026, so I closed, we closed down in Iraq in 2011. So by 2030, right, there's not going to be anybody left with that basic like war knowledge, right? Absolutely. And it's all going to be about training. But what are you training for, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the army's going to continue to try and put yourself in situations. Right. And that's the problem. If the safest place for you in the army is to be out in the field and training. Yeah. That's it. Because your surroundings, your family, your friends, the most successful relationships have been somebody who marries their high school sweetheart or something that's been there with them for the whole their whole career. Yeah. Right. Because they're there with you from the beginning. Not somebody who shows up halfway through your career and tries to come in and be supportive or whatever. And and that's why the army is moving mostly to like your family is very important because when you get home, 
it's your downtime to relax, not to come home and be arguing and put in another hot, go from one hostile environment to another. So I, it takes a lot. I would say that I would recommend going Coast Guard or Navy. Definitely, Coast Guard or Navy is the probably the way to go if you had to join the services. I just think until um, the Army decides what kind of Army it wants to be, based off base. This is based off of my opinion, not the higher up guys. I'm not dogging out the Army. I'm just saying based off of what I've been through and what I see and what I saw as a leader that if I could change it, those are the things that I would that I would recommend before I would say, you know what, I think the army is changed enough where I want my my kid to join. But right now, I think I took the I took the bullet for my family, man, by serving my 22 years. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, well put, well put. Most definitely. So, at, at, as you being someone that's that's, I mean, you're not you're not completely retired yet. Um, what do you feel is it? Well, in your personal experience, as you're getting ready to transition into full blown civilian, uh, what's what's one of the one of the things that you feel is is something that is, I guess you could say, considered a struggle um, in that transition period. Well, one thing is like me and you talked before the stream went mm. live is just like you've done something a certain type of way for so long you just got to snap out of it and one important thing of that is your sleep man your body only heals when you rest brother you know what i mean and that's the right. only and and that's that's the difficulty try and find a ways to sleep whether it's you know drugs you know what i'm saying over-the-counter drugs medical drugs drinking whatever the case if you can get to that point where you can sleep and your body can rest you'll actually feel better the next day you know what i mean so um as as far as like i don't know if i could i don't want i don't never want to be the one to give somebody advice because i don't want somebody coming back well you said this or you said right. that you know right. the, the the best leaders in this world never followed in somebody's footsteps bro it was like mm -hmm. you you take the good and the bad leaders and you mix them all in the in a in a in some water and pots and pans and then you yep. make your fucking own you make your own path yeah right yep. and 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 when it comes to that and and depression and how people different people deal with depression and how they you know deal with and have their different coping mechanisms for me man like if I wasn't able to do that, I'd probably be a mess, but I was able to identify that I'm not feeling, I'm feeling down, like my friends aren't showing me attention like they normally do. Everybody, nobody yeah. cares about you because they don't talk to you. You know what I mean? You say, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead on and go out and do something and get a job. You know, I've had a job for like two weeks, brother, and I go to work and I'm so happy, man, because right. I'm doing something i'm a part of a team again you know what i mean and i all right we should i don't i don't really consider i don't really consider it a critical thinking but sometimes i do think in in a way it's kind of it's kind of i had a leader okay what do what do you want you just messed up my overlay the stream's off i know i turned it back on oh did you uh oh <laughs> I had, I had a leader that some of the best advice he gave me, man, he, 
He said, imagine that you're in a room, right? And you're sitting on the couch and your foot knocks over some Gatorade onto like a tan, uh, you know, onto the floor or whatever. He was like, you don't have anything. You don't have any paper towels to wipe it up with. Right. And he said, now think of what kind of person that you're going to be. Are you going to be the person who's just going to leave the fucking spilt drink on the ground? Are you going to be the person who goes and gets a mop in a mop bucket and takes your time and like mop it up? You're going to be the person who grabs a shirt, you know, and just, and it's all sticky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you make you make no sense at all, right? He's like, it's all about problem solving, identifying your the problem and looking at different ways to solve the problem, right? And if you don't know the answer, then go ask somebody for the answer and then put all of them together and make the best, you know, the 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 best, best decision at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that and that's probably some of the best advice that I ever got in my career. It wasn't how to kill somebody or how to tactically move or how to iron my uniform or shine my boots or how to be a good husband or how to be a good dad. You know, it was that advice right there, being able to fucking problem solve, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. the same way that end. I'm a workaholic. So that's why it sucks right now when I'm me, me being on the play. It's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> so I've been trying to stream more, but that's not going yeah even me man i went through this phase man where i was trying to stream 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 and you just get burnt out man streaming's hard dude you know what i mean and 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 um if you ever if you can make your way down to kansas i definitely can get you a job man it might not be what you wanted to do but i mean (laughs) i can i can get you a job down here that you know i'm working i'm working for a hotel so uh, I, I can get you a job. I got a few interviews next week. You know, I, I man, that's rough too, man. Is uh, I got 32 applications in, man, and every I don't know if it's just the Midwest, but I'm just super lowballed, man, you're, for you're 22 years. Right 22 years of experience, man, and it seems like if you're not on the east or west coast or way down south. You're just, they're going to try and lowball you because the way the economy is, man, the Midwest yep. is, the Midwest is struggling, bro. They're not paying shit unless you're like doing something really important. But for 20, my resume is fucking up, is fucking awesome, dude. And like, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten, that's why I said, you know what? I'm doing something that's not even on my resume, right? <laughs> right. Until, you know what I'm saying? Until, until, until figure, it comes around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, here in Minnesota, um, we are our we we pay a lot for our jobs, but also our rents fucking absurdly high and shit. Like everything here is absurdly expensive. Not as much as California and stuff, but everything here is expensive. So, you know, average pay here is fifteen to, but it's about fifteen dollars, which is high. Yeah, yeah, it is fifteen. But then also for like a studio apartment here is about you know for studio apartment is about two, close to two fucking grand here. Yeah. That's why we ended up staying. I was actually fortunate we were able to stay on post still just just because my wife is, you know, she works at the hospital on post. So she still kind of supports the troops. And then I was like, look, we just need a year here to save up money because the housing is so bad again. Like we couldn't move this couldn't afford to move to San Antonio, man. So 
that's why another reason I got this job and then I knock on wood, hopefully I get, you know, a hundred percent and then we'll be, you know, we'll be good, man, for the next, for the next chapter. So I, I wouldn't say that this chapter has come to an end. I just say they were just kind of like on this, we're on a boat that's sailing towards the North Pole. As long as you're still heading that direction, you're eventually going to make it there. You might go yep. left and right a little bit, but you're still going to make it there. It's Absolutely. when you, you can turn around. correct course later. Yep. Yeah, as long as you don't, as long as you don't turn <laughs> around, bro. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then, do you have any advice for people that are going into content creation or like something similar? Well, um, I don't understand. Do Do you have any advice for someone that that, that is looking into um, into streaming or or doing content creation or anything like that? So I would say the first thing is just getting a just getting it affiliated first. I've seen a lot of streamers they get they don't understand the affiliated part. So you start streaming with one person in your stream for two months, you're so far behind on your average yeah. viewers. So you need your phone, you know, open up. Friends, family. Yeah. Hey, you I know. just need you to keep me on. And then maybe somewhere in there, get a raid from somebody for 20 or 30 people. But you know, man, I go around and I show the love to everybody, man. I go in there. Some of these small streamers, I go in I there. I might, uh, I might only drop a hundred biddies or fifty biddies, and I won't even say anything. Yeah. But you know, and then and then the important thing too, man, is appreciating your viewers and stuff like who come in there. Thank you. Some people don't even say thank you, man. You know what I mean? And I automatically just like unfollow or you yeah. go in there, yeah. you'll do something and they don't say thank you. And you know, they see, you know, they see you, you know what I mean? And those are the people like that's, that's why I say you got to decide what type of person you want to be a streamer. If you think that you're doing something that you love and people will enjoy and you can make good content, like then do it, man like nothing's stopping you from doing it but make sure you get affiliated first so yep. that way people can see your progression like me everything that i have is new like i have my you know i upgraded i got my you know my gaming computer mm -hmm. i got i got this fucking long ass fucking computer monitor you know what i mean and then you know i got the stream deck and like you know what I mean? So I have oh, done yeah. all I done all of that stuff, but it's just it's it's like what do what do you want to be? What type what type of streamer do you want to be? Do you want to go for the top and be somebody who has a hundred thousand followers, or do you want to have a little small community? You know what I mean? That yep. that you can interact with people and and you know y'all can build a bond and relationship. And in my world, I do slots and bonus hunts. I have people who Hey man, you doing a bonus hunt this week? Yeah, we'll we have like four hundred dollars total. Fuck, if we win ten or fifteen thousand dollars, you know what I mean? Everybody, you know, is making money. If we lose, yep. they're still not like because it's all for entertainment. But it's all about it's all about interacting with your community and and developing friendships. I have two people. There's two people that I met on the internet. You know. 15 or 20 years ago that we're good friends and we'd never even fucking met. Yeah. And yeah. they've, oh, they've yeah. never, they've never, we've never met, but we, we talk almost every day, man. Right. And we just became good friends and like, it's, it's just crazy. And, and you never know who you'll meet in your chat, man. 
You never know. For it sure. might be it might be somebody like a you or a you Rex to just go up into somebody's stream just to listen and see how. Oh, you know what, man? That that dude's cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then there's some people who get offended by that because like, look at this fucking weirdo. Why is he? Yeah. Why is he act? You know what I mean? So that's why I say you got to take all of that in consideration when you stream, man. I can relate Yo, to I, that in a lot of ways because I'm um, Hawkeye and Pool, my two main co-hosts. I met them both from Twitch. Yeah. yeah, like Hawkeye met for watching his chat from being raided in by someone else, and same with Pool. So now, yo, that was a long ass time ago too. Yeah, um, I've known Hawkeye for four now, and I think you're the same about. Because I know I met it's you and Hawkeye years. roughly at the same time. About three, four. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, I don't. <clears throat> You know, I appreciate you guys, you know, doing this. I I I feel like um there are people out in this world that are actually sincere, man. It's just it's there's more not in non-sincere people than there are sincere, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you just got to you got to watch your back and it's not that you have PTSD or if you have trust issues, man, you're just protecting yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hate when people try and turn that around and 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 make it look like you're the one with issues. Yep. No, I'm not taking my fucking family out to a, a event that has 100,000 people in it that's a perfect spot for somebody to do some kind of stupidness. No, I'm not going to have my kids go to a public school if there's no security there. Like. Right. That's not being, oh, you're not helping the situation. No, it's because in the end, man, all you got is your family, bro. You yep. gotta protect you gotta protect them, man. I don't give a fuck what nobody thinking. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right, fine, Kay. I'll also mention you also one of our co hosts, Kateri, in here. I met him the same time I met Hawkeye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's Air Force. He's fucking whiny. You know. Yeah, it's just because it's just yeah. because he was he wasn't around at the time, man. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't get offended. Uh, it's okay. okay. He's just an old fuck. He's just an old fuck. It's okay. Uh-huh. Even though Paul's older than him, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with it, man. I, I'll take it. Hey, he looks. Somebody, somebody's got to supposedly be the adult of the group. Hey, not saying f- it's <laughs> me, but supposedly the fucker looks older than Cynic. I do not. I, I met Kay. Oh, I was going to say, what the no, fuck? No, I you might don't. just find out no, where you, you live don't. now. No, you don't. <laughs> no, Kay looks older than fucking Cynic. <laughs> true, true. You don't, you don't know who Cynic is, but Cynic's also an old fuck. Old yeah, fuck that was in Desert Storm. Yo. Well, I got to say, um, I've had an absolute blast talking yeah, to you. Yeah, likewise, man. I think you're a fucking hell of a guy. I think your story... Um, one of the things I like about it, and I've even gotten a couple of DMs on 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 Discord about it, is is you're true, you're genuine with it. Um, you're not one of those types that's just gonna like kind of give like a little little brief insight into something yeah. and then completely ignore it. Um, after that, I want to say thank you for 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 being here. Thank you for, and I know I know it sounds kind of fucking kooky and awkward coming from other service members. I do want to thank you for your service. Oh, you too, man. Dude, you 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 went through some fucking shit, man. Thank you. And, yeah, and, and to be willing to talk about it is it shows the type of caliber of a person that you are. So my hat's oh. off to you. I'm not gonna take it off because then I can't hear shit. But <laughs> you know what I mean, brother. I I, yeah. I I I appreciate the hell out of you, man. 
Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for inviting me, man. I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. No problem. Um, also, before we end off here, um, is there any guests that you would like to see on in the future? Mm, you know, I think if you... I was trying to go through... I saw your post, man. And to be honest with you... If I were in your shoes, man, I might try and get like yeah, something that will something that would help us as veterans, man. If it's just like a, you know, not a, not somebody that's gonna come in here and shame and shame us for being veterans and mm-hmm. having PTSD, but somebody that will just talk to us, man. Talk to us as humans, man, and understand. Because a lot of people, they they like to be talkers and not listeners, man. You got to be a listener before a talker. And I think if you get somebody who comes in, it doesn't matter if they got doctor behind their name, just somebody who's just willing to come in, man, and and just like me, share your 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 story and hope that it helps you. Even if, it, if you heard one thing out of this stream, man, from either you uh you dead or you rex or myself and it it helped somebody in some kind of way man mm-hmm. i'm happy dude That's what I try and to like it, it's, it's kind of hit or miss man you never know what you're gonna get brother but as far as like somebody that uh i even thought about doing that for me like you know who could i invite on my stream to just hang out and just score with me while you know i stream slots or i play poker right. man it's, it's just like you don't really want you don't really you know your time will come man if you stay on this path we just talked about it you're on the way to the north pole man you keep doing these podcasts you on you know your next episode is 16 you probably got another what 5 or 10 after me um i have um dates um i have almost september done these dates Okay, yeah, just keep on it, man. Somebody will find out what you're doing, brother. You know what I'm saying? And just just work on just work on that way, man. I don't I don't really have any recommendations on who, but if if, if that's me, that's we who just, I would look. We for. just always like to ask the guests if they have anyone that they would like to see on in the future. Yeah, I don't I don't um have anybody. Um one guy that I tell you this cool up in um that is cool in uh in regiment gg and he's a new streamer is um and he's a he's a pretty cool guy uh forest forest fowler man why have i heard that name he's got a he's got a good story he just got affiliated on twitch i think i rated him a couple times before he was affiliated okay so um i know he has just had knee surgery or something too man so you could hit him up and see if he'd be willing to to be on there. But like I said, out of out of the the regiment family, that's the only person that I really met besides, I guess, you guys that you know what I'm saying that I pretty much interact with. Other than mm-hmm. that, man, I don't really. So. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Really yeah, nice man. Thanks for the story. time. Y- y'all enjoy y'all sleep tonight while I'm at work. <laughs> it's okay we don't have sleep schedules we'll be up i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate it. i appreciate it man all right brother hey look enjoy your evening um it sucks that you got to work but shit it's money right yeah yeah man every little bit helps right i hear you i hear you all right later guys i appreciate the 500 later, bits as well all right buddy
industry. 